me just crack open my water so I'm oh, ready yeah. with that. Ugh. We're so good at sound management now. I know. We're like practically professionals. <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Oh, man. There is just a really funny part in this that I'm so excited to get to. Um, good. Hi. Hi good oh. morning. Good morning. <laughs> um, Welcome to another beautiful Los Angeles Sunday. Uh, full of booze the way we like it. Yeah. Free parking and full of booze. Yeah. That's my favorite part about Sundays. That's, yeah, drinking and driving. What a great combination. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I met my Uber is parked in yeah. a free park uh-huh. parking. Oh, um, needle scratch. Uh, Throw it in reverse. Start the podcast over. <laughs> I haven't even had a drink yet. Yeah, I'm excited. So it's just full of full of nervous energy. Yeah, and um, the spirit of aloha. Oh Pammy. my god, I'm so excited. Uh, hey guys, this is Banshees and Booze. Yeah, it is. And I'm Amy. And I'm Tammy. And uh, yeah, we, we ha- make drinks and talk about ghosts. Yes, we do. That's it. That's it. <laughs> now you know what you signed up for. Uh-huh. You're not going to be dis- disappointed if you got something else. That's true. That's um, true. Cool. Well, uh, do you want to know anything about this drink? Or do you want to like talk about how, how you're doing? How's life? Uh, Any actually... paranormal experiences for you this week? Let's see. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <gasps> what? I texted you. I ca- we keep, we did? keep doing a bad job. I this might have been the week before, but we didn't have time to talk about it. Um, once again, I was driving down the street, and I was solicited by a random psychic. <gasps> That's right. Yes. Why does that keep happening to you? Because I have a beautiful spirit, Amy. Okay. <laughs> now, Where's, what about mine? Maybe I just look like a sucker. I can't decide. I mean, in the moment, it was very exciting. Although, she, it was like, okay, so there was like a guy driving a car. I was driving my car. And... He starts like honking and I immediately ignore him because, you know, when a dude starts honking at you, you ignore them. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he was like doing the, hey, roll down your window thing. And I literally stopped. I aggressively rolled my eyes and then lightly rolled down my window just a little bit because I was like, what if he's telling me my gas cap is open? Right. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you have a giant nail coming out of your tire. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but he was like, yeah. hey, hey, my sister wants to talk to you. And I was like, what is this, high school? Bad pickup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and she leans forward and she's like, girl, you are so gorgeous. You have a beautiful spirit. I'm a psychic. Can I read you? And I was like, uh, In the car? Yeah. No, she was like, like pull over, pull light? over. Oh and that's gosh. when I was like, no, no thanks. No, <laughs> no. Because <laughs> as much as that's kind of interesting also, I'm not, I'm not here to get murdered. So Yeah. I mean... That is interesting, though, that, like, if if she is a psychic and could really, like, yeah. read you through cars, who would not want to be a psychic? Because then you're constantly picking up on people's energies, even yeah. ones that are driving by yeah. you on a freeway or, like, a highway yeah. or not a freeway or a highway, whatever road you were on in Los Angeles. Santa Monica. Ooh, yeah. That's, well, that's practically a freeway. Yeah. It really is. Because uh, on our freeways, you go five miles per hour anyway. It just mm-hmm. feels like a regular road. That's crazy. Yeah, that's pretty I much mean, it. I mean, I would have done the same thing. I would have not um, not pulled over. I do because think, like, safety first. Right. Sometimes yeah. I'm like, oh, I wish I were a little more adventurous. 
But then most of the time I'm like, but I'm still alive. So that's really yeah. exciting. Agreed. Agreed. Because I was pretty adventurous prior to like, I don't know, 25 or something, 24. And I should definitely be dead. So I don't cool. want to, I don't want to push my luck any further. I'm so glad you're not. I'm glad I'm not too. Or am I not dead? Oh my God. Oh. Um, World's yeah. most real ghost. Hit right me here. up about this gorgeous drink. It does look gorgeous today. And yep. I, I brought little Hawaii print napkins mm-hmm. because ideally for this, because it's a, it's a, well, it's, all right, let me just say, I'm getting too excited. I'm jumping ahead of myself. I'm calling this. The Menehune Mai Tai. Oh. So my today we are, are going into ghosts of wars, mm-hmm. battles, right? Yep. So I kind of went into some rabbit hole and uh, I started thinking about World War II. I started thinking of Pearl Harbor, which brought me to Hawaii. And I'm like, which brought me to ancient warriors. Hawaii is so seeped with history of these, these ancient warriors and battlegrounds, like dating back centuries before World War II. I lived in Hawaii for a few years, um, not enough to know how to pronounce every word perfectly <laughs> in my research, but I tried. And it's such a spiritual place. It's just magical. There's something about it, just wherever it sits on the Earth's axis, it's just magic and magnetic and... There are species out there that can't that don't exist anywhere else in the world. They only live on Hawaii. And it's just a cool place. I, I cried every time I left the island. Aww. Even if it was to come to, back to the, the mainland to visit, I cried. And I still miss it. It's a really powerful, very spiritual place. And, um, and now I know why, because I did more research about <laughs> just more of the history of it. And um, I just might named it the Menehune Mai Tai because I remembered Menehune. There's a lot of folklore in Hawaii, and Menehune were these little tiny, like troll-like uh, creatures uh, that created a lot of mischief, and they would steal your things. So uh, basically, um, you know, if you're a tourist and you leave your shit on the beach like a dumbass and it's not there, they'd be like, "Oh, the Menehune took it." Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so I just called it the Menehune Mai Tai because you drink one of these and you're bound to get into some mischief. That's it's adorable. Thank I love you. it. And uh, just so you know, um, a Mai Tai is uh, one ounce each of light and dark rum. The dark rum would be a floater. And then a few ounces of Mai Tai mix. I totally winged it. Uh, we'll just see what this is like. Mai Tai mix would be like passion fruit juice, pineapple juice, whatever juice, all these juices. Yeah. And then some almond syrup. And I just... Went to Bevmo and for five ninety nine bought my Tymex. You know because, what? Hey, let let the experts do the job. We're just we're the expert drinkers. Well, so. all right. Cheers. Wait, how do you say it? We'll just say aloha. Aloha. That's really that's sweet. First of all, that's really sweet, isn't it? It's a little sweet, but I like. Is it. Is this a concentrate? Tropical juice blend. No. Oh, I thought it was a concentrate, and then I fucked up again. No, no, no. I, I like it. I like it, too. It's really, really sweet. Do we need more rum? Uh, this feels like a trap. Because <laughs> the answer is always yes. When I, I feel like I might need a little bit more rum. Hang on, please. Hold, please. I'll get the rum out of my purse, shall I? <laughs> Do you want some of the dark rum? Yeah, I'll take the Ugh, dark rum. Reaching, reaching. Glug, glug, glug. Okay. You guys heard it here first. Amy's trying to get me drunk. Well, I just, it's too sweet. But it's very, very good. I it actually good. never had a Mai Tai before. I don't think I have either. <laughs> because they're sweet, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. We didn't cheers and say aloha. Aloha means 
hello, goodbye, and love. So you could just use it for everything. Okay. And you say aloha is the, the proper way because you are breathing your breath into the person that you're speaking to. Am I going to cry this episode? I'm in such a Hawaii mood. Mm. Do you want to go first? Yes. Do you want to talk about you want to talk about your Hawaiian ghosts? Yes. Okay, great. Because we're not going to discuss the Menahune. That was just a cute name for the Mai Tai. We are going to discuss the Night Marchers. Okay. Okay. Oh my God, oh my God, Hold oh my God, on. I'm not scared at all. Okay. okay. I am. I am. I've heard of the night marchers living out there. Did not know too much about them because there are a lot of folklore and legends and um, just beautiful stories. This one is horrifying. Uh, so the night marchers. While most ghost hunters are out looking for spirits, there are some ghosts you should never look at. <laughs> Hawaii's night marchers are the phantoms of ancient Hawaiian warriors. They're said to roam the islands at night. So in life, these warriors supposedly traveled at night to protect people so sacred that the common man was never allowed to look at them. Whoa. Breaking that rule meant death. So the night marcher's job wasn't to terrorize people while they were living. It was simply to protect the most sacred, high-ranking chiefs and keep them safe from evil spirits or would-be assassins. Um, depending on the status of the chief, they, the chiefs would either march in front or behind the procession of the marchers. So the night marchers, because they had to kill anybody who stared at these high-ranking people um, who, like, looked at them, they would have to kill them. Mm. So to actually show mercy, they did their processions at night so there would be less chance of somebody accidentally looking at these oh. sacred people. Okay. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So um, they showed mercy by traveling at night to spare people from harm. And so, yeah, if you're a commoner and you looked at these sacred people, you'd be punished by death. Legend has it that anyone who lays eyes on a night marcher spirit will die almost instantly. Oh my gosh. It's like it's like the Grim in Harry Potter. Yes, yes. Okay. They're basically the Grim Reapers of Hawaii. Uh they march over anyone or anything in their path, so they do not stop. Okay. Same. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. <yeah. laughs> so it's easy to tell if night marchers are approaching. And we're talking about the spirit form of them now, not the living. Like today, if we would know that a night marcher was approaching, because usually it would be nighttime. Right? It would always be nighttime. First clue. They march towards the end of the moon phase. So it's more, of, it's closer to the new moon. So it's the darkest. Oh, I like They'd that. They march in the final few days of a moon phase. Um, you, they carry torches, so you'll see fire flickering in the distance. People have claimed to smell a distinct, rancid smell. The night marchers are always preceded by the sound of drums and a loud warning of a conch shell horn. That's when you know it's time to run. Oh, my God. They can be heard. Or march. Wait, gonna, or mar march very quickly. March quickly. March as fast as you can. Um, I lost my place. Oh. Many have seen accounts of pictures or recordings that show the warriors' spirits. So basically we've seen ghosts that look like warrior spirits yeah, out yeah. on these paths at night. They can be heard speaking to each other in their native tongue. Mm. Others have felt the presence and even heard their own names being called. The night marchers – oh, wait, I already said that. Um, although the night marchers allegedly float a few inches off the ground, some local accounts tell of seeing mysterious footprints in their path after they have passed. So, okay, here, here are ways that you can avoid sudden death if you do encounter night marchers. Oh, wait. Okay. I yeah. kind of like this. It's kind of like 
you know, take seat backsies. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can be like, whoops, and it's you like, can kind of undo it. My bad. It's like throwing salt over your shoulder. Right. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So look, you you got to. They they give you an warning. Yeah. Torches. There's torches. Smell shell. Yeah, here they're talking in their native. It's time. at night. Conch shell. Nighttime. New moon. Yep. Why are you going to be out there anyway? That's just what? poor scheduling. That is. You're asking for mm-hmm. it. You are asking for it. So, um, if you're one of the unfortunate souls who stumbles across them, never ever make eye contact. If you do, the only way to remain breathing is if an ancestor who is marching with the warriors recognizes you. So. Ooh. Tough luck, baby girls. Yeah. We are not going to find any nope. of our ancestors marching <laughs> with, yeah, I'm pretty sure not with Hawaiian me. warriors. Yeah. Um, the ancestor who recognizes you will call out na'u, meaning mine. The life of the fated person is saved. But if you happen to cross their path, ex- even accidentally, there are very few ways you can get out alive without having an ancestor in the procession, okay? Okay. So this one's for me. <laughs> this is the whole reason why I chose this. Oh, my gosh. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> the entire reason I chose this to do the night marchers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Here I go. Starting to sweat. Okay. 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 So, okay. (laughs) According to the legend, if you strip down to your birthday suit and lay face down on the ground, (laughs) you would be invisible to the passing spirits. (laughs) Wait. There's more. (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry. Or... You can also pee yourself. <laughs> which the author of this blog wrote, which you'd probably end up doing anyway <laughs> to detract the approaching ghosts and send them in the opposite direction. <laughs> my, my nose is right. I think my tie came out of my nose. <laughs> I, mean, I just... Okay. All right, Amy. I, have, I finally have an excuse I mean, to pee myself when I'm scared of ghosts, Tammy. I feel it's like meant to be. this whole time it's because of your Hawaiian spirit. You just naturally, you're like, whoops. I was just born knowing how to detract, distract the uh, night marchers. I wonder. Oh, God. Have you ever heard of a have you ever heard of a nematode? No, what's okay. that? You ever heard nobody's ever sent you on a nematode hunt? No. Okay. What's a nematode? It's made up. It's not real. Uh. And it's like a way to trick people into doing dumb things. Oh boy. One has to wonder. <laughs> Maybe it's somebody who's just Oh my god. I know. When I read that I was like because I, I actually did, like, eight different, like, pages of research. Like, yeah. not writing them, but I opened eight different, like, websites yeah, yeah. to research this. And all of them mentioned the peeing yourself thing and stripping down naked and laying flat down, face down on the earth. Okay. So I take it. I officially take it back. Because, no, this beca- seems like a fact. Because I was like, that's bullshit. That is totally something mm-hmm. that uh, Native Hawaiians yeah. tell howly girls like me mm-hmm. who are super white and go and are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just have to go get <laughs> naked and piss yourself. Exactly. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. And then everyone just stands there laughing at you. God, I've got this thought experiment going on mm-hmm. of like literally just <laughs> – me and Amy, we're just taking a little nighttime stroll. We're like, oh, no. What do we do? I think you know what we have to do. 
oh no, are we going to be better friends or never look at each other again? Better friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay, you go on that side. I don't want to be downhill from you. <laughs> I feel like if you and I took a vacation to Hawaii, we would end up naked and peeing ourselves anyway. That's a really without good point. Without any night marchers. Whoops, we saw night marchers. Sorry, guys. It's like 11 a.m. Everyone's like, no, that's not possible. <laughs> You don't understand. We didn't research. <laughs> this is a business trip. Where's my other guy thing? Can I write it off? <laughs> <laughs> that was my most favorite thing ever. Oh, God. All right. So mostly... The, the basic thing is you need to immediately lie face down on the ground without looking up. It shows respect for the warriors and, you know, you also get to live. Just like peeing. Exactly. Boy, what a great excuse. Mm-hmm. Man, that'd be wonderful. Uh, the legends of the night marchers are famous all across Hawaii and aren't just particular to wooded areas or quiet villages. The stories are very common at the Nu'uanu Pali Lookout. Uh, the Pali Lookout was home to the bloodiest battle in Hawaiian history. Ooh. As King Kamehameha made his claim on Oahu in 1795, thousands of soldiers were led through the whipping winds into the cliffs of Pali Lookout. Trapped, they were driven to their deaths over 1,000 feet below. So hear this. Mm -hmm. In 1898, almost 100 years later, a highway was built near the bottom of the cliffs at the Pali Lookout. So basically where all of these soldiers had fallen. Mm -hmm. Over 800 skulls were found. Yeah, likely the bodies of the lost soldiers who were left to rot without a proper burial. They are claimed, duh, to haunt the area, yeah. according to Hawaiian legend. I mean, all of these, like, re- like un you know, spirits that weren't really laid to rest anyway, mm-hmm. and now they're being unearthed. Oh, hey, 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 no. Yeah. Beautiful flowers grow at the site, and many oh. people are so struck by their beauty, they cannot help but pick one, because these oh. now grow alongside the highway. No. Unfortunately, the spirit attaches to the flower and follows the unknowing victim home where they are plagued by illness and nightmares. Here, you know, you just leave leave the earth with the earth, yeah. you know? I was a Girl Scout. Mm. Um, we were told to look with our eyes, not with our hands. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. I was not a Girl Scout, but my mom definitely told me that too. Yeah. She's like, look, don't touch. Yeah, exactly. You know? I mean... It's just respectful. It is. It is. Like, leave the land, you know? Malama de Aina. That means respect the land in Hawaii. Amy, I didn't write that down. I just remember. I know. I saw you. You didn't glance down. I did not. Amy, I'm so turned on by your, like, excellent knowledge oh. of Hawaiian history. Thank you very yeah. much. Thank you. I like Ma- it. Mahalo. Oh, I like a smart chick, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's about it. So there's yeah. one, one little thing, because I was like, hmm. I would like some photographic evidence or stories, like sure. a, a real accounts. There's one account. There were a lot, but I went for time's sake. Um, a recent spotting. Uh, marchers were spotted as recently as 2012, marching down, uh, marching around the downtown Honolulu Davies Pacific Center. Ooh. Uh, the building's security cameras supposedly captured the night marchers just before a cleaning lady accidentally witnessed them with her own eyes. She died the next day. <gasps> she didn't pee herself. She didn't. She didn't lay down naked Aww. and pee herself. 
Maybe she was like, I'll be damned if those security cameras <laughs> see me naked pissing myself. <laughs> and that is what how like, I lose my job. Eh, I'll die. <laughs> I'd rather die. She died the next day, and people say she joined the marchers in their constant parade. Aww. Yes. I don't know. Isn't, yeah, I'm like, oof. First I thought it was sweet. Now I'm mad. Y- that the night marchers took her? Yeah. Yeah, I don't want to be marching around in a parade of, of warriors for yeah. the rest of my spirit spirit days. Yeah. Now, to be a spirit in Hawaii, you're joining the ranks of some wonderful, wonderful, like, Pele. She was, he, he was like the goddess of the volcano. There's just so many. There's so many lovely. There's a Tori Amos album called Boy, Boys for Pele. Oh, I can't, I always thought Pele was a woman. And then I think in my research, I, it was referenced as a male. I don't know. I should know. I should know. I hope you're not turned off now by my lack of knowledge. Super turned off. Isn't that neat, though? I actually didn't know much about the Night Marchers at all, and that is the legend of the Night Marchers. I love it. Thank you. Made better with this menahone mai tai. Aloha. Aloha. Mm. Mm Mm-hmm. Well. Mm Mm-hmm. Well. Mm Mm-hmm. This week, for me. Yeah. 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 What is it? What is it? Is it ghost stuff? <laughs> oh my god, I love that what video. Yeah, yeah. Is it the scary kind? <laughs> That's what you get here. Hot takes on seven-year-old viral videos. Um, <laughs> but they're so good. I know, it's really good. Um, okay, so... Put your I... pineapple in your glass, because then it's going to soak up the rum. Holy shit, you're a genius. Then you're going to eat it at the end, and it's a drunken pineapple. <sighs> I know, guys. Amy, you're so good at stuff. Some days I am. Um, okay. I've got my research on my iPad, and I cleverly set it up beforehand. Just kidding. <laughs> Want me to vamp? Yeah. I'm doing a luau dance with my hips and swiveling and She's stuff. a liar. She's you know sitting. Aww. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Okay. So we started talking. We were going to do, I love your hot take on war ghosts. Um, Thank you. I think it's great. Um, I was like, I was thinking, okay, so I wanted to do War Ghost, then I was like, I'm not going to do the Civil War. Everybody's got to do the Civil War, <laughs> by which I mean Amy. Um, I know, it's so much. So I wanted to pick a weird war, and I, I literally was like, what the hell's the War of 1812? I feel like it's like a punchline I use all the time because I don't know what it is. Me neither. Okay, great. I'm so glad it's not Civil War. I mean, yeah, I know. There's so much. Civil there's so war much, ghosts. but like also, I was like, you know what? Like someday we'll do some Civil War ghosts. And we but... went a little bit into it with yeah. like our hometown ghost stories and, and even the haunted house, exactly of, in um, yeah, the plantation. In the plantation, so we've yeah. touched on them. So, um. So I went ahead and, like the nerd I am, included a bunch of information about the War of 1812. Because I have a strong suspicion maybe there's some other people that don't know what the fuck the War of 1812 is Obviously, I know everything there is to know about it, but I would love for you to tell. All right. Well, thank you so much for being patient. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, okay. The War of 1812 took place between 1812 (laughs) and 1815. So... Mm-hmm. It was longer than just one year. Mm. Uh, it was a conflict fought between the United States, the United Kingdom, and their respective allies. So, isn't that interesting? We had another war. The United States, the United Kingdom, yep. and their respective so, allies? So, like, the United States were on one side, the United Kingdom were on the other side, and they both had <laughs> allies. Is that like the Revolutionary War all over again? Uh-huh. 
okay. Interesting, right? Boy, men and their guns back then. I know. So, yeah, thank God we fixed that. <laughs> um, <laughs> historians in Britain often see it as a minor theater of the Napoleonic Wars. Uh, but in the United States and Canada, it's seen as its own war, right? So, like, okay. Um, it took place in, like, North America and, like, a little bit in Canada. And um, it ended in a treaty. It was basically, like, a it was basically, like, status quo. It was kind of a stalemate. Like, both sides were just kind of like, ah, crap. Let's sign something. I'm done with this. <laughs> um, so nothing really, really happened. But... Um, uh, yeah, it was all that kind of like northwestern part. So there were two places I wanted to talk about. Uh, first is Fort Meggs, which I had to look up how to say it. I feel like I've heard of it before, oh, but I don't know you? where it is. Uh, Sounds well, familiar. Just west of downtown Perrysburg in northwestern Ohio. Mm, nope, yeah. definitely okay. never heard of it. Um, so it was uh, it was an American fort during the War of 1812. Uh, the British forces and their American Indian allies laid siege to the fort. During the siege, approximately 866 men under the command of Colonel William Dudley crossed the river in an attempted surprise attack on the Native Americans under the command of Tecumseh. Okay, and we can talk about him later, too. But Dudley's men fell victim to an ambush in the woods, and only 150 of those 866 made it back to the fort. Mm. Okay, so... Um, yeah, so they all went out trying to sneak attack. They fucked it up. Uh, okay, so Fort Meggs itself was constructed atop, are you ready? Can you guess? Let's say it. An, An Indian, Indian burial, burial ground. ground. Yep, dum-dums. Okay. So Yeah, so in 1813, um, when they were they were digging up uh, uh, to, you know, to build the fort, it was just like remains everywhere, just human remains all over the place. Mm. Um, so today, bunkhouse number three seems particularly haunted. Visitors and volunteers have seen flashing lights, heard the sound of muskets discharging, uh, oh, and heard the sounds of <laughs> muskets discharging <laughs> sentence structure. Uh, <laughs> elsewhere in the fort, eyewitnesses have caught a glimpse of phantom soldiers or heard the sound of military equipment rattling. Ooh. Um, some even speculate that perhaps the reenactments, which they do there frequently, are what is keeping the ghosts, uh, like, active. Oh. Yeah, like it's, like, freaking them out. Because, like, they yes. were in a fort and, like, yeah, and really, you know, stressful things happen there, including, um, particularly, there's, uh, there's been a sighting of one young soldier who is, uh, like, in the fort and he's seen waving uh, like waving like desperately and people think that it's he was one of the ones that made it back you know like one of the oh. 150 like trying to get his like oh. like his homies to come home oh. yeah that's so sad those so, those war reenactment things am I the only one who thinks that's really weird you're definitely not the only one that that's thinks it's weird weird I know throughout like husbands of friends who do it or mm -hmm. you know just like not direct friends or relatives but people who really are into that yeah. and I think it's so odd what a strange thing yeah you know like I just I'm I'm gonna float this to, out there war's not great you guys yeah we don't want to recreate and reenact yeah. war you know like I also don't get like I don't know. no one's reenacting like world war Two. I mean no look. one's like I have a great idea every year let's go to Pearl Harbor and reenact when 
bombs dropped. Yeah, nobody uh, does you know. that. No, like, why would you reenact just because it happened that long ago? Do you think in, like, 200 years people are going to be like, let's reenact the Afghan conflict? Right. Like, I don't think that's no. going to happen. No, no. It's not a cool thing to reenact. And it reminds me of that poor ghost living in the Thomas Paine cottage yeah. who was too afraid to... They cross over, do anything mm-hmm. because the man of the man in the red coat, yeah. which was the museum exactly. guy, because he was dressed as a red coat, and the ghost was afraid, and it makes me really you. sad. Um, it's not respectful. So that was Fort Meg's, and then I decided I wanted to do one other one um, because there were a bunch of forts that are haunted. Like spoiler alert. Tons of people died there violently. They must all be, Exactly. That one's just, like, super haunted. Okay, so this is another thing. Oh, I burped again. Amy. I'm sorry. I just took it off the mic, though. (laughs) We definitely picked it up. Uh, (laughs) um, Okay, so the battle – you'll like this because I bent it to to us a little bit because it's not just about soldiers. Oh. Okay. The Battle of Stony Creek was fought on the 6th of June, 1813, um, and it was in Ontario. This is one of the only um, battles that took place in, in Canada. Oh. Okay. Uh, British units made a night attack on an American encampment, due in large part to the capture of the two senior officers of the American force and an overestimation of British strength by the Americans. The battle was a victory for the British and a turning point in the defense of Upper Canada. So it really was like there were just a couple of like very small amount of British soldiers and like a huge amount of Americans. Um, but they those those wily Brits they pulled it out. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, in this place, uh, in Ontario, Stony Creek was home to Mary Jones Gage and her family. Her husband had fought for the British and died during the American Revolution. Mm-hmm. So, she was a loyalist, as they called them. Loyalist to the British. To the British. Got it. Yep. Okay. Um, and so, she was a single mom. She had two kids. Um, they literally took a canoe. <laughs> And canoed up a freaking river. I'd like to think that's so quaint, but yeah. it was probably horrific it was probably and deadly. Awful. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, uh, you know, got into her house in, in Stony Creek and uh, decided to start a farm and just kind of was just kind of like getting things going and running, waiting for her son to get old enough to like take over, you know. So she was just like a single mom doing it Aww. on her own, you know. So uh-huh. great. So... Um, in 1813, invading American troops stormed the home with the hopes of taking it as their headquarters. Uh, the next day, the Battle of Stony Creek broke out with the Gage family holed up in the basement of their home, which is not said to be haunted only by deceased soldiers, but by Mary Jones Gage herself, whose family had been held captive during that battle. Mm. So these days, it's believed Gage still haunts the grounds. She died in 1841. Okay. Before she, this is where it gets spooky, before she could be laid to rest, her body and headstone disappeared. How and why? Je ne sais pas. We don't know. So literally, like, she died. So they they made it through the battle, but, like, obviously, like, we, you know, we talked about that in, like, the first episode, like, places where there's lots of stress, you know, and stuff like that. Like, maybe not even deaths. Like, but just tra- traumatic exactly. events happened. Yes. Mm-hmm. 
So, um, oh my god, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. So the so uh, Gage is supposed to haunt the home, and there's been reports of misty figures who appear to be soldiers marching around the area, apparently headed into battle. Oh my god. So some of the things that happen there, you know, they, they see lots of apparitions, but one of the main things when they think then they think that this is this is Mary. Um, employees. Uh, who work in the house because it's you know antique home uh, were <laughs> this is written by someone else employees were stressed by antiques randomly disappearing inside the house so they would go they would set up a room you know and then a tour guy would be going through and they'd be like where's that thing what was that thing and they would be like oh no the, and this happened several times where the person would be like oh my god I'm gonna get in trouble which this sounds like a toxic work environment like it's not your fault <laughs> Um, like they'd be like, I'm going to get in trouble. And they'd be like, oh no, did somebody steal something? You know, like, was I not? And then like a couple of times the person would go and and, like get ready to fess and like quit and the item would be returned. Oh! Yeah. And all of the things that had been moved, like they're little like, like tchotchkes, you know, like nothing terribly important, but Uh it's all stuff that supposedly like Mary herself bought um, and brought into the, into the home. She was kind of still showing her ownership over them. Mm -hmm. Exactly. This is mine. That's mine too. Don't touch that please. But also I kind of like that she's just like, nah, I'm just messing with you. Here it is. Girl, don't quit. Come on. It's right here. We need women in the workforce. Exactly. Right. (laughs) Way to go, Mary. She's fun. Yeah. She got, I kind of like her. Like, I mean, I don't know. I feel like it was weird because I was reading this from, like, the Canadian perspective, you know. And so, you know, that we, – we were on different sides. Yeah. Um, <laughs> also, like, what do I care? I don't I – don't, I don't, I'm not, like <laughs> – Go America in 1812, you know, like. <laughs> Go reenact that war and it's going to be different this yeah, time exactly. around. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to kick ass. So, yeah. So technically. Canadians are also cool and nice. So yeah. they're probably all like, yeah, we won. We're sorry about that. Yeah. It seems like, I mean. We had to. Basically like a stalemate the whole war. So. Yeah. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I thought you'd like that because it was like, it was a war ghost, but I also wanted to make it about women. So I, I did. I'm so glad you did because that's one thing about like war Go, like haunted war grounds mm-hmm. or battlegrounds it's men 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 mm-hmm. men 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 and their muskets and their little rifles done done and their gunpowder mm. boring. boring I want to hear about w- women getting in a fucking canoe with their yeah. kids and being like I have to keep my son alive so that he could get old enough to run this freaking place exactly that is why women I guess needed to have children so because they're like I can't I don't want to do this shit on my own yeah they gotta handle this at the dead free dies. labor yeah, yeah. And I'm sure the women outlived the men, like, you know, because all those wars, the women weren't going to war. So yeah. I'm sure they, not that they had easier lives, but I'm sure they were, there were a lot of single mothers. Oh, yeah. A lot. Absolutely. I'll bet. Yeah. Yeah. Single mothers they of said the War that, of 1812. Uh, one. Again, because we're not talking about it, but the Civil War, like that, like, it was like a very significant percentage of like men of marrying age were just dead. So there were just like tons of single oh. ladies. And tons of old men old marrying men, young women, probably. Yeah. yeah. Old men and then, like, you know, little boys, you know, because wow. they just, that's all that was left. Well, that's a good segue into my story of a young boy of the Civil War. <gasps> oh, my gosh. I'm so glad. <laughs> Guys, we are so lucky today <laughs> because we are peppering these in. And today, I'm very excited. Our Up Ghost and Personal segment is none other 
than Amy's scary-ass Charleston story. She looks really upset. She doesn't want to tell hey the everyone. story. Hey, everyone. Hey, nice <laughs> to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Anything um, you want to plug, Amy? I've had a blast listening to the two of you uh, do your podcast today. It was so much fun. This is uh, the only thank praise you for we having get. me. <laughs> Amy, when we were Did testing you? our email account, Amy sent us a fan letter to test it. <laughs> and I still like to look at it. It's so cute. Yeah, it's still in the I inbox. did. I sent, I sent a fan letter. And I'm, I'm yeah, not moving yeah. it. Hey, our uh, up, upgoesandpersonalgmail.com works. Mm-hmm. And we have a fan, fan mail from me. <laughs> <laughs> if you can't fan out over yourself. Then no one will. Yeah. You know, you have to set forth the precedent of fandom okay so i'm excited because i feel like i've heard a little bit of this story but i don't think i've heard all of it so i'm yeah. gonna zip on my increasingly yeah, catch up because stronger i am um, stronger my tie me this very far ahead floater is <laughs> floating, sunken floating down to the straw part here um yeah i've been teasing it forever my charleston ghost uh story so i thought this would tie in well with last week's haunted house but we had elaine's great story and i thought hey this was it took place in charleston so crazy civil war action there right it's also took place in a beach house so hawaii beach war it all works amy it works. is so good at podcasting you guys <laughs> we'll see because i didn't write down any talking points for the story at all i'm just gonna go off my memory which is now a little wiry a little my tide it's a little all over the place right now, and uh, I'm going to try to keep it, you know, concise and to the point, but a lot of shit happened. Okay. So I'm going to uh, rewind to the beginning. Okay. This was, oh, let's see. So my older sister and her husband and her two young children, my nieces, not cousins, because I've gotten them confused in the past in this podcast. <laughs> I do the same thing. I have cousins who are much younger than me that I used to call my niece and nephew. Yeah, but. yeah. It's, it's complicated. Uh, my nieces at the time um, were probably, we'll just say, eight and ten. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was about three, four years ago. And um, we uh, decided we were all going to take like a big family trip down to uh, Charleston, to the beach towns, though. So Danielle actually lives in... Uh, Mount Pleasant, which is more of like just outside of like a suburban area right outside of Charleston mm-hmm. City. And then uh, the beach towns, like there's a lot of little islands, so connected by bridges. And I forgot which island this was. I feel like there's one called Palm Island or Island Isle of Palm. I don't know. There's a bunch. We went, we rented a beach house, a very large one because there was like 12 of us. It was my mom, my stepdad, Keith, my younger sister, my older sister, her two girls, her husband was working, so he didn't join us really, but he was five minutes away in their house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my Aunt Kathy and her three children, so my three cousins, who are all girls. So Keith, bless his heart, my stepdad, was the only male uh-huh. out of all these women and Harley the dog. Rest in peace. Aww. She has passed Aww. in the past year. Uh, so it was all of us, and we rented this um, this house right on the beach. It was really nice, but had definitely not been updated since the 90s. And what was a little bit creepy was the owners clearly, like, had a lot of their own artifacts there. It wasn't an Airbnb. It was an actual vacation rental. But they, like, had pictures of their own family on the walls from, like, the, the 80s and 90s. It was it was strange. Because then you felt like you were just a guest in someone's house. Right. It's just strange. If you're going to rent out your house, like, get your personal shit out of there. I don't want to see your children. Yeah, that's weird. It's weird. So we... um. 
this house could not have been built any earlier than the 80s. The structure, the everything about it, very 80s, early 90s. Um, same with the interior decorating. Uh, oh, deep shade for me. <laughs> <laughs> it was rough. It was, but it was beautiful. At the end of the day, you don't spend that much time inside the house anyway because yeah. the beach is right there. Uh, so uh, my younger sister, Jessie, and I um, have shared a lot of paranormal experiences together. For some strange reason, we have a really deep connection and we together sense a lot of stuff and our spidey senses when when we're separate are fine together they're amplified like times 1000 it's a, like it feels like the only way i can describe it is like an electric current that i feel sometimes when i'm with her and it's i don't know what that is maybe i can figure it out one day or talk to my psychic but it's interesting yeah but and it's a little scary because sometimes we don't know what's what's gonna happen so um the first, so we shared a bedroom, and there were two little rickety twin beds. Uh, they were like wicker beds, and adorable, uh, super adorable. And it was the first night, and you know we had had barbecue, and it was great. It was a good good day at the beach and stuff, and um, humid as fuck though. It was like August in Charleston. Ooh. Do not recommend. <laughs> um, my tie break. <laughs> okay, so um, it's our first night. We cannot sleep to save our lives. She's doesn't have to adjust to the time. She's East Coast anyway. She's in New York. I was maybe a little jet lagged. I don't know. We could. We felt like caffeine was running through us, just pulsing through our veins. And now that none of us were saying anything though, but I knew she was tossing and turning. I knew I was tossing and turning. I could not. I just, and then all of a sudden, I felt the exact same feeling I felt when her and I both saw the ghost of my grandmother as a child. Which I will also get to that story in a future podcast. That one's amazing. It's the most insane. It's actually crazier than this one, I think. Mm -hmm. So it was a similar feeling. And that was when I felt like electric currents like going through my body. And I just turned my head sharply to her and I go, do you feel that too? And she said, yes. Oh, my God. Those were the – oh, I just have chills up my neck. Mm -hmm. Those were the only words we exchanged the hours that we were tossing and turning. And we were manic. I could feel feel our like manic energy and she's like I, I'm totally freaked out I said I know I know because the last time this happened we saw a full body apparition yeah so I was like okay ah, okay whatever I was like obviously there's something here there's an energy here and it was weird because I didn't sense it at all during the day it was only at night so eventually maybe we felt nothing happened we just felt this right and I was like well Prior to this, this is the trip where I learned how to banish ghosts. I did not know how prior to this. It was a do or die situation. <laughs> but that night we just worked through. We just kind of just didn't sleep. We were just up all night. Eventually, I think we dozed off, but we did turn the light on and we fell asleep with the light on. <laughs> oh, God. I was like 31. Hey, you got to do what you got to do. You, you know, whatever it takes to get through the night. A lot of, a lot of times it's alcohol. Sometimes yep. it's sleeping with the light on and crying. Uh -huh. uh, so we we made it through. Um the next morning, we were in the kitchen, and my cousin – which one was it? It was – it was uh, the middle the middle of the three girls, Natalie. She uh, was in the kitchen too, and it was first thing in the morning making coffee, and she was like, I, I – something really weird happened last night. Now, Natalie and her two sisters were sleeping in the room directly below Jesse and I. Natalie goes, I woke up in the middle of the night and I saw a boy, a young boy 
sitting in the chair in the corner of the room, smiling and staring at Emily. That's their youngest sister, who at the time was probably 13. And Jesse and I looked at each other, and we knew right away that's what we were feeling. Yeah. So we were feeling this mm-hmm. ghost through the floors. I'm, like, crying right now. <laughs> I'm so scared right now. Uh, so we were like, holy shit. And Natalie was like, I don't want to say anything to anyone. I don't want to freak anyone out. And we're like, yeah, that's just not – we just won't talk to anyone else about it. But the three of us know exactly – that there's a spirit and that there's a ghost yeah. in this house. And it didn't feel like a good energy, but he was smiling, staring at the youngest. So that freaked us the fuck out. But during the daytime, everything felt fine. I was, I, we would go back in and out of the house all day to grab another towel, grab more sunscreen, whatever, pee. I don't know. Yeah. I never felt, and there are places in broad daylight that I'm like, fuck no, get me out of here. I cannot. Yeah. You know, it's not just dark that makes things scary. It's just. If there's a spirit, there's a spirit. I mean, it doesn't help. I mean, it hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Which is why we slept with the light on. So I just thought that was strange. I'm like, why didn't I detect that And when we first checked in here? That's weird. So second night, Jesse and I just kind of were kind of freaking ourselves out and didn't really sleep much. And then the next day, Jesse flew back to New York because she had to go back to work. So um, the next – so that morning – Oh, I know. So she left you alone. She left me alone. Ugh. I recruited my cousin, Jamie, Good. to sleep with me because, and I'm not making any of this up. You've heard some of the story, but yeah. because the next second morning, um, which was going to be the morning that Jesse was leaving, Jamie, the oldest of the three sister cousins, came up to us and said, something really weird happened last <gasps> night. And we were like, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. But Jesse and I didn't say a word because we wanted to see if it matched Natalie's encounter. Because if it did, then this was going to be a problem. We booked this place for like 10 days. (laughs) So Jamie goes, I saw a young boy in the middle of the night. And he was sitting in the corner of the room. And she said, and I closed my eyes. I was so scared. And I said, go away. And I heard a loud (gasps) on the ground. Like he stomped his foot is what it sounded like. She goes, and so I decided to open my eyes and see if it worked. And he was still there. (laughs) Oh, my God. I just got a full chill. My entire body, my entire body. Oh, my God. Oh, We need a strong AC in this room because I am dying. Oh, my God. I'm so nervous. I'm sweating. I'm red. I'm getting more of this whaler rum. i heat rush again. So... Lord help oh, me. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Okay. I was just about to say that's the bravest little girl I've ever heard of in I my entire know. life. Because if it was me, I would just close my eyes and never open them again. Oh, she checked. She checked. And he was still there. And he was still there. He was still there. Now, I want to say at this time, maybe Emily, the youngest, who sleeps through all of this, by the way. Like, she's being watched and smiled at by a young boy every night and doesn't does not know. But Natalie wakes up. She's probably, maybe Emily was 13. Natalie was maybe... 18 maybe jamie was 21 who yeah i don't yeah. know that remember the ages particularly so we're like holy fucking shit we gotta say something like we didn't know what to do yeah but the biggest thing was we did not want to scare emily who was young right. or my nieces who were no older than like eight and ten yeah. so we were like uh-oh okay well we can't talk about this too much we don't want to freak everybody freak the young the young children out mm-hmm. So we're like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. I said, Jamie, you have got to, like, you have to sleep with me when Jesse leaves. (laughs) Um, So Jesse left that night. Um, 
we wound up telling my mom and my aunt Kathy and Danielle. So we told the three mothers of the okay, house. We told great. them what what had happened. Very responsible. Yeah, tell an adult. We told adults right away <laughs> because I was an adult. Damn it! And I was like, I'm. Where's my mommy? <laughs> and where's your mommy's? Because this is not no. Uh, so we told them, and they were like, Oh! And because the stories matched. Without them having consulted each other, the two, Natalie and Jamie, it was kind of obvious. You couldn't deny it. It was like they both came with identical stories, separate nights, not having heard each other. So they were like, okay, um, that's weird. And that was that. Like, they didn't, like, think much of it. So um, so Jamie that night was so freaked out that she drank so much wine she passed out on the couch downstairs. I love her. <laughs> she is our girl. <laughs> She's our girl. Uh, I love her so much. She passed out. On the couch. Couldn't get her to come upstairs. My Aunt Kathy was like, just leave her on the couch. Yeah. She put a blanket over her. So that meant Amy slept by herself no. in the room. So I was like, okay, don't psych yourself out. Don't psych yourself out. But, you know, just whatever. So there was a, there was a bathroom in, in my bedroom. So I put the bathroom light on and just cracked the door so that there was just enough light flooding into the room that I felt like I wouldn't see shadows or think I was seeing. Th- you know, right. I didn't want to, like, psych myself out too much. I was so scared. My heart was racing because this boy appeared every night. And I was like, I don't want to see him. I don't want – we nicknamed him Thomas. I don't know why. Girl, why you name a thing? I don't know. Well, oh, they described him actually, exactly what he was wearing because I asked each of the girls what he was wearing. He was wearing like knee-length, like little like trouser shorts with suspenders and boots. And I said, Adorable. did he look like – an old-timey boy? And they were like, yeah, definitely. So that night, by myself in the twin beds, I was finally dozing off. It was about 4 a.m. I was finally drifting, drifting, drifting. And I actually purposely didn't drink too much at night because I wanted to be, like, ready. I don't know with what. This was before we met. This is before we became okay, a great. thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Story would have changed. Jamie inspired me, actually. Jamie's a genius. <laughs> she is. She wound up doing it every night. She just drank till she passed out. I'm like, oh, I'm so jealous. Uh, yeah, same for me. That's why I drink every night till I pass out. It's yeah, because ghosts, ghosts. Ghosts, for That's sure. It. Not yep. not the ghosts that haunt us internally. Yeah, no. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the ones that are in the world. Yeah. It's not a problem. It's a Don't. strategy. It's yep. a defense mechanism. Mm-hmm. That doesn't sound good. Uh, so I'm just, just drifting off into like sleep. And suddenly my bedroom door no which was closed oh. closed swung open with um, what what I can only call like a hurricane force gust of energy that slammed the door so hard into the wall that it swung out halfway cuz it ricocheted off the wall and then just stopped so it didn't swing back and forth as one would if someone with you know a 100 mile power wind busted through the door, it bounced off the, the the doorstop and then just stopped halfway. And I don't know what came over me. I've never, didn't know what to do. I shot straight out of bed and I screamed, get out, get out, get out. I just started fucking lost my shit. No one woke up. <gasps> Nobody woke up. My mom and Keith were sleeping on my floor and Danielle and her girls and the dog were sleeping on that floor. Not one person heard it. And I was like, this wasn't a dream. This was because I actually didn't go back to sleep that night. So I know I wasn't dreaming. I was 
horrified. That was probably the scared, most scared I've been. With my grandma's ghost, like I wasn't yeah. as scared as the yeah. this was fucking scary. So consulted my laptop right away, good old Google, had to get rid of ghosts. Like, and so I said some prayers. I said like did a few spells. I didn't have sage, I didn't have crystals, I didn't have anything. Like, so it just basically that's when I learned you have to be firm mm-hmm. and say you are uninvited, you cannot be here. Yeah. So I did a little thing and I was like, look, I know that you be- you once belonged here. This was your home. This was your area. My family and I are losing sleep. We are suffering and we cannot – you cannot be here while we, while we are here. You, you are not allowed in this room. You are not allowed here. And for the rest of the night, I actually felt a little bit better. I just didn't go to sleep. <laughs> and however – from that moment forward until we left, like until we went back, I went back to California, I felt when I was in that house, an immense pressure on my ear as if somebody was stepping on the side of my head and just kept increasing the pressure and the pressure and the pressure. So I had a really, really, really bad intense earache the entire rest of the trip. Only in the house, though. Oh, my God. I know. Well. Oh my god! I thought that was freaking. That ghost. scared me. I it's thought it not was ghost. ghost too. It's not ghosts. It's people in the hallway. It's people in the hallways, guys. Everything's oh, fine. Everything's fine. That I'm not joking. My butthole just closed. <laughs> like I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I just clenched every part of my body. <laughs> I think mine opened. <laughs> and this is why we're a good team. <laughs> always knew I was going to talk about my butthole on this podcast. <laughs> I think I could fry an egg on my face right now. This is how nervous I've gotten. I am like, <laughs> it's not rosacea from alcohol. It is full oh. bone nerves. Um, so just to like jump forward, jump ahead. Uh, for the rest of that trip, I didn't have any any paranormal experience except for the pressure, feeling sick yeah. and the, the pressure on my ears. And um, everyone else, with the exception of the children... The, my nieces and my youngest cousin, everyone else had an experience. And all of them experienced the exact same thing. He was never seen again as a full-body apparition. But my mother, my Aunt Kathy, Danielle, my older sister, and both Jamie and Natalie, but not me. I don't know if it's because I did something. Even the, And Jamie started sleeping in my room after that one night, that bad night too. Yeah. But she passed out all the time because yeah, she was yeah. she was like watching like Community on her laptop Aww. and drinking bottles and bottles <laughs> of wine. So I felt like I was alone anyway. But everyone experienced the exact same symptoms, which was they were woken up by light, like a flashlight shining in their face. And when they opened their eyes, there was nothing oh there. My God. And when they closed their eyes, there were lights blinking, like flashing in their like you know you how you could see. Through, when your yeah, eyes are closed, yeah, you yeah. can still see if, like, lights yeah, were going on and off. And they also, all of them on separate nights, experienced the sound of water drops dripping right next to their ear, like a leaky <sighs> faucet. And so every day, like, my mom was checking these faucets, and then Danielle was checking faucets. And I'm like, what is, what's happening? And so everyone was experiencing this on different nights. <sighs> so he was in every room. And yeah. Kathy slept on the couch one night. She woke up to the sound of water dripping in her ear and lights flashing in her eyes. And um, What a little trickster. He's a little. Oh, he'd like this mic eye. He will love this Menahune. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Little Menahune boy. Yep. Uh, so everyone experienced that. And um, it's funny, the dog never reacted. 
And the children who he clearly was like drawn yeah. to, he left them alone. He just stared at them. Way to go, Amy. You scared a little boy. I scared a little boy. He, well, he scared the shit out of me. He started it. He started it, little asshole. And but boy, powerful, strong asshole. Yeah. He like really that was it, it was crazy. So it really wore on us. Nobody was sleeping. Everyone was cranky. It really took a toll mentally, physically. Like we weren't feeling well. And the minute we left, everything felt okay again. Except that my aunt's car broke down on the way back to New York. And and there was a cricket in their car. And they were like, we think it's Thomas. <laughs> Adorable. Yeah. So um, my mom contacted the real estate company that rented the house out to us. And she, because she was livid. She was like... This house is haunted. And do you know any other, like, are there? And they were like, no, this has never, we've never heard this before. Danielle had a work friend who had, who lives in Charleston, who rented that house as well. I think maybe that's where we heard of the referral or whatever. Mm -hmm. And she said yes to the sound of water dripping in the lights. She experienced that. So... I never experienced it, though, and I think it's because every single night before bed, I, yep. s- I said, like, a little prayer to, like, a little banishing kind of, like, you can't be here kind of shit. I mean, you got to um, set up boundaries. Yeah, you definitely do. So very interesting. It was kind of a bummer because I thought my spidey senses were, like, pretty strong, and um, yeah. I guess maybe it might be possible that spirits only make their energy amped up or known at certain times oh, totally. or so this is my what what I think may have happened he might have drowned I think there's a possibility that the land in Charleston is so it, it's just so seeped in terrible mm-hmm. yeah dark history and blood and so it's much all that death. groundwater too yes you know, and holds it all, yeah and also spirits can't cross over water right so if a boy if spirit a person drowns or dies mm-hmm. At the shore, they're they're gonna stay there. They can't yeah. cross. So, I think that he was a ghost, maybe of like old timeies, and that he prob- maybe had drowned. Maybe his mother drowned him. Maybe he d- who knows? You know, like maybe that's why he was frightening all the adult women. You yeah. know, like maybe that's why he was like getting revenge of some sort. That was I don't know. That was my thought. The lights. I think he was just being a trickster. Yeah, probably. Yeah, like just being an asshole. Ooh, my rum-soaked pineapple is ready. Oh, mine I, too. I I'll do that in a minute. Um, yeah, so that's my Charleston story. Did you do a Haunter Hoax today? I did. Oh! I did you? Mm-hmm. Oh, you are so much better than me. You always do it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay, so, okay, I did. I did do a Haunter Hoax. I finally remember. Um, also, it's very fun because uh, I was going to be a jerk and just actually give you a quiz about the War of 1812. Ah. And then <laughs> I found an article with the following line as the first word. And this was a long <laughs> article, by the way. Here was the first sentence. Okay. The British soldier of the War of 1812 period was renowned as a prodigious consumer of alcohol. <laughs> it yes! was an entire article about how drunk British soldiers were during the War of 1812. <laughs> it was so long. And they still won some battles. Okay. That's impressive. So. Wow. Um. I have four sentences for you, and one of them is not true about (laughs) alcohol consumption. (laughs) And I copied and pasted them. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I'm already laughing. (laughs) While beer was difficult to travel with, 
soldiers could receive an allowance of spruce beer. Introduced to the British Army as an anti-scorbutic during the 18th century, it was a concoction of spruce, molasses, and rye. Well, you know Clearly that Clearly from Canada. You know that one's true because I couldn't pronounce one of the words, so I obviously <laughs> didn't make it up. And it's so detailed. Uh-huh. It sounds like something they would concoct in Canada. Uh-huh. They're like, hmm, what do we have here? Okay. Maple and spruce. So that the first one's about spruce beer. Great. Uh, God, I'm bad at this. Um, second, due to the alcoholic nature <laughs> of many British soldiers... Locals were barred from selling alcohol to the soldiers just before a battle. So that's number two. Okay. Number three. Am I picking out the false one? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. Number three. The Battle of Stony Creek, which that's the one we learned about earlier with Mary, remember? Mm -hmm. The Battle of Stony Creek was won despite the obvious drunkenness of the entire (laughs) front line. Okay. And four... When spruce beer was no longer acceptable, rum became the substitute drink of preference for the British soldiers. Ooh, ooh, okay. ooh. Okay. I wanted so to say... We'll throw out the first one because I gave it. Okay. It's obviously true. So then I it's... feel like I'm turned between three and four because... Okay. There's so many ghosts here today. There's so many There's ghosts here today. There's banshees that are screaming. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. I feel like three because it's just funny, the obvious drunkenness of the front line, but four... How was rum available in Canada? Mm-hmm. That uh, rum was more like not available in Canada, mm-hmm. I don't think. I think four. I think four. I don't think rum. I don't think they'd have drunken drinking rum. Guys, I tricked Amy. <gasps> Is it three? It was three. Oh, darn it. They, it was three. Uh, they were drunk a lot, but <laughs> it wasn't that battle. But yeah. literally, they gave up. They started giving them rum because it was like you got more drunk and you had to carry less. Oh, but so they would, yeah, they would that have it sense. come in from the Indies. Okay, that totally makes and, sense. And um, also, they uh, literally only people who were um, doing strenuous labor were allowed to have the rum. It was a reward uh, for strenuous labor. I like the drink more, carry less. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah, that's how I that's that was how I buy a reward wine. for strenuous labor. Yeah, they're like, here is you go. there any non-strenuous labor during a war in the 1800s? You, I'm telling you, I read this whole article. That's great. Literally, doctors were like, we can tell you've been near battles, not because you're hurt, but because you're so like, <laughs> you have alcoholism. <laughs> like, <laughs> they were like, it's better when they're not fighting yeah. because they're not so like septic. Not, I don't know. <laughs> not uncommon. Yeah. I mean, anyone who goes through that kind of trauma should. Have yeah. the right to drink. Thank Boy. you. Yeah. Okay, what's yours? Okay, it goes back to Hawaii. Excuse me. Uh, which following Hawaiian legend is made up? Ooh. Okay, so Oof. one, your car will stop if you try to take pork across the Pali Highway. As a reminder, that's the highway where they found yeah. 800 skulls. Yeah. Two, if you place a flower lay on the land, it will bring you bad luck in love. Three, you will be cursed with bad luck if you take lava rock home with you. Four, plucking a red lahua blossom from its tree will bring bad weather. Oh my gosh. I like all of these and I want them all to be true. I feel like I've heard the lava rock ones. Yeah. That one's real. Yeah. 
Which one? Um, I like that pork idea so much. Like, I want that one to be true. Um, I'm going to go with the bad weather one. Oh, I tricked Tammy. So, yes, the pork one is true. If oh, you t- if you take pork, try to take pork across the poly highway, mm-hmm. your car will be stopped and a woman will appear with a dog and you have to feed the dog some pork and then you can proceed. I would okay. love to try that. Yeah. Um... You will Smart be job. cursed with bad luck if you take lava rock or any earth mm-hmm. element home yeah. with you. It's a bad luck. Uh, a plucking of red lahua blossom. That was the spirit of uh, an ancient Hawaiian woman. And oh. um, uh, it, and if you pluck it, it will bring bad weather. It will okay. bring rain. Uh, so the false one was if you place a flower lay on the land, it will bring bad luck and love. You actually should return the flower lay to the earth, ideally where the flowers were gathered. I love that. I love that too. I learned a lot about lays. I was like, I actually never knew that. Yeah. yeah. That's wonderful. And you should never refuse a lay when it is offered you. And you should. Can- I don't. <laughs> We're going to leave it at that. Um, Wow, this was so much fun. This is so much fun. And we have exciting news, can I say? We're now available on Stitcher and iTunes. Yeah, Stitcher, iTunes. Yeah, we're pretty much available on all podcast aggregators. Sweet. Thank you, Tammy. I have nothing to do with that. Uh, I had very little to do with it. I asked a lot of questions and helped. uh, Got help. Um, But yeah, please, please, please. We have been getting so much feedback. People that listen to the show, they're like, I have a ghost story. Well, that's great. Send it to us, dummies. Yeah, so I don't have to keep telling mine. (laughs) Upghostandpersonal at Mm gmail.com. Everyone tells me they have a ghost story, too. Just email it to us. Yeah, and um, follow us on Instagram at Banshees and Booze. We're doing... We're doing the God, we're doing God's work over there. It's a really fun Instagram account. <laughs> it is a fun Instagram account. Yeah. It's work too, but yeah. it's really fun, and I'm so grateful for the followers that we have so far. Yeah. It's been really fun to to get them. Yeah, yeah, we're very excited. So uh, we'll be back next week with a theme that Amy and I will figure out as we're walking back to our cars. <laughs> yeah, we will actually. Uh, thank you and aloha, 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 aloha.